Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. We are dancing along here on Amber and Ian. Eric Goldhammer filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. We've got a tied game, seven apiece. On Monday night football between the Bengals and the Jags. We'll keep you updated on that action as we roll along. Pacers right now leading the way over the 76ers in the third quarter in Celtics. that 40 final. Celtics. I mean, Ce- Celtics. Yeah. I said You're 76ers. Good. Celtics. Yeah. Over the seas uh, in the quarterfinals of the NBA in-season tournament. We will keep you updated there as well. Find him at HammerNation19. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. So right now. According to ESPN Bet Goldhammer, Brock Purdy is now uh-huh. the favorite in the NFL to oh, win God. the MVP. I, I don't, Amber, I don't like this conversation because it's going to feel like I'm going to spend the segment ripping Brock Purdy, which is not the point. He's an unbelievable story. But I don't know. I don't know that I'd have him in my top five for MVP, to be honest with you. I think the Niners have already proven that he's not the most important player on their team. Because when Trent Williams and uh, and, uh, uh, Debo Samuel went out with injuries earlier this year, they were a shell of themselves with Brock Mm -hmm. Purdy playing. So while I think he's the conductor of a beautiful orchestra and deserves credit and adulation and he's playing really well, to say that he is the most valuable player in the NFL, I just don't I don't I can't get there and and it's surprising to me that the odds on this tend to swing hugely every week the overreaction to oh this guy oh that guy let's put it this way the MVP is going to be decided over the next five games and I have a hard time believing it's going to end up being Brock Purdy I have a hard time believing as well and it's exactly what you said is why I feel like it's so ridiculous Last week, it was Jalen Hurts, who was the favorite. So this is something that swings and swings and swings. I'm having internet problems right now, so I'm trying to pull up the actual rankings. If you could go ahead, James, if you have them, and throw up the ESPN bet odds. I know Jalen Hurts now was something like the fourth or fifth best odds. Yeah, I got him so here. So he went from first um, Brock, to fourth. Brock Purdy is uh, the front runner, plus 300. Dak Prescott is at plus 325. Jalen Hurts, who was at plus 150, uh, before um, uh, this week uh, started, uh, they lost to the 49ers. He's now at plus 350. Patrick Mahomes is at plus 600. Lamar Jackson plus 700. Tua plus 900. And then we get into uh, Tyreek is plus 1800. CJ Stroud plus 2500. Uh, CMC plus 2500. Trevor Lawrence, who's playing right now, plus 400. 
So you Sorry, can see the swing. 4, plus 4,000. 4, yeah. Plus 4,000. Yeah. So you can see the swing, though, from week to week, even how this conversation surrounds Jalen Hurts. Brock Purdy is a good player. What are we talking about coming off of yesterday's game where, yes, we watched the 49ers demolish the Eagles. We're talking about Debo, right? We're not talking yeah. about just Brock out here. And when I pull the numbers for Purdy, they're better, frankly, than I even expected them to be, which is why he's in this conversation. Me and Goldhammer are not saying that he's not a good player. He's no. a good player. He's no. not the most valuable player Correct. in the National Football League right now. He's not even oh. the most valuable player on his team. Amber, the, the Chiefs without Mahomes are like a three-win football team, I believe. Okay, If you've just put average quarterback play, maybe they're 5-12, and 12, right? Something like, oh, they have a defense, you know, I don't know, some uh, Blaine Gabbert's hitting Travis Kelsey for a couple passes a game. But they are not a playoff team. So I feel like... He's not going to win it every year, but we all know who the real MVP of the NFL is. And to try to equate what Brock Purdy does, which is similar to what Jimmy Garoppolo did for the San Francisco 49ers to what Mahomes is doing or what Dak is doing. Now, this is an interesting conversation to me. I feel like he gets docked for losing playoff games in past years, which is unfair. If I'm looking at who the real MVP is in terms of who's putting up amazing numbers and is carrying a good share of the load for what his team is doing, I would vote for Dak Prescott before I'd vote for Brock Purdy ever. The real answer is not a quarterback. That's where I'll start with this. In terms of quarterbacks, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Dak Prescott Prescott is at the top of the list. So it should start with, you know, the Watts and the Miles Garretts and the, you know, CMCs and the Tyreek Hills of the world, okay? The... The other guys that don't get the love because they don't play the quarterback position, even though, frankly, this is the year that we should see somebody outside of the quarterback position win it because this thing changes week to week to week amongst the quarterbacks. But if you are going to give it to a quarterback, then at this point in the season, Dak Prescott has to be at the top of the list. Uh-huh. We, we can't imagine a world where Dak Prescott goes down and the Cowboys are anything like what the Cowboys have looked like this season. The numbers are there across the entire board. The numbers are so much better for Dak and Purdy. Like the fact that Jalen Hurts, frankly, is third in this conversation or that he was first last week. I mean, he hasn't even thrown, he's thrown double digit interceptions this season. He hasn't even thrown for 3000 yards yet. I understand what he's doing there with his legs. But for me, in terms of quarterbacks, it's Dak. It's really not a quarterback period, but it's Dak if we're having that conversation. I think Lamar Jackson deserves serious consideration here again just because I think he shoulders so much of the load of what the Ravens do that's how I define an MVP let me poke a hole in your Tyreek thing just to be curious how you'd see because I think he has changed who the Dolphins are I think he's changed their identity completely in addition to Waddle and Mike McDaniel but it's like the perfect sauce of all this but the Chiefs gave up Tyreek Hill and then went out and won the Super Bowl the very next year without him they like didn't miss a beat Amber, Last so, season, but this yeah. season, they look like they're missing a whole lot of beats. So somehow it took a season for that to catch up to them. But right. man, could they use some Tyreek Hill? Like if they had Tyreek Hill this year. Yeah. They would all win their the problems Super Bowl. are solved. The, but okay, so last year they had like the Juju Smith Schusters of the world that could give them average wide receiver play. They're missing Juju right now as much as they're missing Tyreek Hill in my mind. Um, I but Tyreek's wonder- playing better this season than he ever played with the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, this is his best season 
in the uh, NFL so I, far. I, I just think he's more the focal point of the offense than he ever because in Kansas City they had Travis with, Kelsey. You're they competing had with Jalen Waddle. You have a running game with the Dolphins. I mean, you have weapons all over that field. You've got I, I'm speed not all over away. that field. Look, it's, just I, not, it's not just a, and and arguably a lesser quarterback throwing to him. Although I think, frankly, Tua should be higher in this conversation for MVP this season by the numbers, I can understand why still more people believe in Patrick Mahomes at this point. I actually kind of like Tyreek's bet at 18 to one at plus 1800 on ESPN bet um, in part, because I think if he gets 2000 yards, Mm -hmm. that's the kind of historical thing that everybody would really rally around to say, okay, I remember when Adrian Peterson won MVP in part because he hit 2,000 yards, and everybody looked at that as a really unique barrier to cross that he deserved the award. I'll tell you somebody else who's totally changed their franchise, and I know he's a rookie, and maybe it's crazy to say this, but I think C.J. Stroud is going to lead the Texans to the playoffs, and he's going to win Rookie of the Year. I mean, that's pretty much a slam dunk, but don't you think he deserves some MVP consideration as well? Well, he's in the conversation, right? He's got the plus 2,500 odds. I think that it takes care of itself with the rookie of the year, right? That that we know he's going to win. If you're going to have Brock Purdy in the conversation, then yeah, you kind of have to have CJ Stroud in the conversation. I don't think either of them are, are you know, are MVP yet. And certainly there's plenty of time for CJ Stroud to try to win. But it, it's fair. It's fair. If the you problem switch, is the record switch, there. We never see the MVP coming from a team like that, right? Right, right. If you switch Stroud and, and Purdy, and sorry to interrupt, Amber, I just wanted to make this point. I think that the Niners would be even better than they've been so far this year. Fair. If you switched Lamar and Purdy, I think the Niners would be even better. If you switched Hurts and Purdy, I think the Niners, which is why this argument about making Brock Purdy the MVP, I'm not, again, this isn't like a rip Brock Purdy session. I'm just pointing out, if you put him in another situation, if you make him the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, Amber, what's their record? Are they winning a lot more games than they're winning right now? I don't think so. I don't know. I I mean, and this is what Brock Purdy is going to be up against his entire NFL career as it sits in San Francisco, right? I mean, it's the same thing when Garoppolo was there, the system quarterbacks. We give more of the nod to Kyle Shanahan than we do to the guy actually playing the position. But it does feel like he is slotted into that position that we've seen several other quarterbacks have a lot of success and he is having success in that system as well. So if you take another great quarterback and put them in that system, it stands to reason they also would have success in that system. I don't know if the reverse is true. I don't know if you take Brock Purdy and you take him out of that system, what he looks like. Right. We've seen it. We've seen the experience now, you know, with the Jimmy Garoppolo's of the world. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, with the reigning defending Super Bowl champs having an off season, the top... What, James? Here's the thing. James is typing some nonsense tease right now about the Chiefs is what he's setting up that I'm not even going to finish because I feel like somehow you're just Top of the AFC is wide open you just got me to say, once again, defending Super Bowl champs, reigning, even defending, though Goldhammer didn't even have Kansas City in his top five NFL teams right Amber, now. We Amber don't need to totally was caught in reading whatever James typed on I should have just kept going. I <laughs> like, have total anchor man moment. You were just yeah. going to read whatever he wrote. Read it, and then I'm like, "Here we go again uh, with the Chiefs." That's a good tease from James Steele. Yeah, the though? top of the AFC is wide open because right, the let Chiefs. Me, let me try to make sense of who this. Are the Coming greatest up team with the, the reigning AFC. defending Super Bowl champs having he an off to put, season. 
He has the to top put that of the AFC everywhere. is wide open. Yeah, it's just his way of even if he's saying the Chiefs are having an off season, not not off season. He's saying like they're a little season, off right maybe. now, a down, down season. season. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were say. talking about yeah, the no. NFL off season. Down season, no, yeah. Right. He's trying to Poor say they're warning. having a down season, but even in saying they're having a down season, he's forcing me to say the reigning defending, which is by the way, so I left out undisputed. I mean, just the <laughs> surprise you did. And hey, we're going to talk about the AFC coming up next. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Lawrence found Evan Ingram for a 22-yard touchdown. The Jags leading the way over the Cincinnati Bengals, 14-7 to right now. A couple minutes left in the second on MNF. Aaron Goldhammer filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons. Find him at HammerNation19. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Let's talk about the AFC because things are interesting in the National Football League generally and certainly interesting in this conference in the NFL, Aaron, as James was trying to force me to say, the reigning undefeated, undisputed, whatever it is, nonsense he was trying to throw at me about the- Reigning, defending, undisputed, Super Bowl champions. Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs are having a bit of a down season offensively. For them, for them. them. But by their standards, I mean, remember, Mahomes has never played a road playoff game before. So I'm not convinced that the Chiefs are far and away the favorite to win the AFC. If you told me they went to the Super Bowl, I wouldn't be overwhelmingly surprised. Uh, right now, sitting at eight and four, they're still atop their division, but they are not used to being in that situation, as you said. Right now, on the top of the AFC is the Miami Dolphins today. Now, this thing keeps toggling back and forth. I think it was last weekend that within the span of like two or three days, was that last weekend, James? We had all four division leaders at one point with the number one seed yeah, in the so AFC. The Dolphins, the Dolphins beat the Jets on Black Friday. And so after the Thanksgiving and Black Friday games, the Dolphins were on top. And then after the one o'clock games, I think the Jaguars were... Uh, they yeah. were eight and three, and then they were at the top of the AFC. And then after the four, uh, after the four o'clock games, the Chiefs the were City. eight and three, yeah. Yeah. and, and they were at the top of the AFC. And then after the Sunday night game, uh, it was the Ravens, the Ravens. or the or Monday night. I can't remember. Sunday night right. game, then the Sunday Ravens Sunday were at the top of the AFC. Yeah. So now you've got the Dolphins sitting at the top of the AFC, sitting at nine and three. You've got the Ravens at second, sitting at nine and three. The Jags at eight and three, obviously in action right now. The Chiefs sitting behind them, fourth at eight and four. So the AFC is wide open, as James Steele put on my screen for the last second. It is, in fact, wide open. Now it doesn't feel so wide open to me as a Miami Dolphins fan. I feel like. 
we're in a position. I mean, it's so bizarre, Goldhammer, because the Dolphins, I've never seen the Dolphins as a fan at nine and three because I didn't grow up a yeah. Miami Dolphins fan. Right. I, I'd never seen them at nine and three. Like, this yeah. is insane y- you where know, they are at this point in the season. Amber, I can't definitively say who the favorite is. I can say it's not Kansas City. I think between Baltimore and Miami, it's, it's likely one of those two. And I think for Miami specifically, here's where I'm at. I think if they get the one seed, it's most important to them to have the home field. But whoever gets it, avoiding that first playoff game, avoiding injuries in that first playoff game, the fact that there is only one bye per conference, to me, if you get that first round bye and you get home field, it's like more than 50-50 that you're going to end up being the team that represents your conference in the Super Bowl. And I think that's even greater for the Dolphins. So to me, that is a team that has to value every single game they play because I would make them the favorite in the AFC if and only if they get the one seed and all the traffic in the conference has to go through South Beach. The Miami Dolphins have not won a playoff game since, do you know the answer to this? Do you know the last time the Miami Dolphins won a playoff game? It, well, oh, oh. a playoff game. A playoff game. Mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill did not win one. Okay. Correct. So uh, he may not have been alive. <laughs> the Dolphins haven't won a playoff game since. Oh, he was alive. He was alive. Number. Ryan Tannehill was alive, but but me, it hadn't me, been a very long tenure ship in Ryan Tannehill's career. Dan Marino was the quarterback, I'm guessing. 2000 was the last time against the Indianapolis Colts. The year 2000, you Who and I were probably in college, right? Was that before or after you became a fan? <laughs> uh, that was before. Actually, I was in high school in the year 2000. That was before because that was when I was growing up and yet not really an NFL fan yet growing up in Sarasota, Florida. So, yes, that was before I was a Dolphins fan. That is the last time. Jeez. 23 years ago was the last Dave time Dave wants that. Jay Fiedler, yes, was the quarterback. Yes, 14 touchdowns, 14 <laughs> picks. <laughs> what a terrible team. A playoff game. Thurman so, Thomas played for the Miami Dolphins the last time they won a playoff wild. game at 34 years old with receivers Burt Emanuel and O.J. McDuffie. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> O.J. McDuffie. He's the best, by the way. So, yes. It has been a long time coming for the Miami Dolphins fan. And as a Miami Dolphins fan, I'm like, you know what? Get the bye. Like, just go straight to the divisional round. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. let's not mess that up. I just don't want to be in a position where we have to win a playoff game to get there because I haven't seen them win one in 23 years. Like, I've been waiting that long for them to advance to the next round. Let's just go ahead and advance the next round without even having to play one. Who's most dangerous to you? Uh, who's most dangerous? Um, you mean as it like the fan, the team that scares me the most mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. Dolphins fan? Yeah. Probably right now as they currently sit the Baltimore Ravens. Huh? Why? You just think stylistically that's a yeah. tough matchup? That's a high flying. It feels like a high flying approach again. It, it just, it's good defense as well. Like they're just solid, you know, I, I like one consistent and it's just, it's Lamar Jackson and he's just so impossible to stop. And yes, that Dolphins defense has looked much better in the second half of the season under Vic Fangio. But I just feel like that's a tall task for anybody. Who would your answer be in the AFC? Um, I think if I'm Miami, Kansas City, I mean, I, I played them head to head and lost. It was a weird dynamic, weird though, because game, the game though. was in Germany. Yeah. And, you know, so trying to track how all of that went. But 
Kansas City would scare me in part because Mahomes and in part because they did as good a job as anybody of shutting down my offense. And if I'm the Dolphins, I feel like I got to score 30-35 in these playoff games, and that's the advantage that I have. My best defense is that I'm going to put up so many points and have the ball for so long that mm-hmm. you're just never going to get a chance to be able to catch up with me, aside from saying I really believe that their defense can hold a team to you know, 20, 24 points and allow me to win. I mean, the truth is, because we haven't seen the Dolphins have those big wins yet, the fear is going to be there for any of these top teams, if you're a Dolphins fan. Yeah. Because we haven't actually seen, we've seen, uh, you know, the wins like yesterday with the Commanders, just shellackings of lesser teams, but we haven't seen that win, that marquee win against an excellent team. And frankly, we're not going to get an opportunity to see it until the postseason. Well, the other thing that I think is worth mentioning here is that Lamar Jackson has won, I think, one playoff game in his entire career and has not been a good playoff quarterback. So as much as you want to give him credit for dominating the regular season, Mahomes is the guy that scares you in the playoffs. I'll give you one other team that I think is sort of sleeping and lingering here. Could Buffalo get back into this mix? Yeah, Because that's another team that has the firepower, you know, to kind of put a little bit of the fear of God in you. Yeah, I was just thinking about Buffalo because we're just writing them off like they just don't even exist anymore. And obviously, Dolphins are going to have to get through them again. And yes, it's still the Buffalo Bills. I have a hard time completely writing them off. And Miami can't Right now, them. they'd be sitting at 10th in the AFC. We already know, yes, Miami has a problem with Buffalo. That's the most, to me, that was the most con- disconcerting of the losses from Miami because mm. the Bills handled Miami. Like the Kansas City one was weird, like you said, in Germany, whatever. The Eagles one, whatever, it was up there. A little weird, too. The Buffalo one, I have a really hard time justifying that one away (laughs) because they look so much better than the Dolphins in that game, which makes me a little bit nervous in a postseason. Coming up next, we'll go through some of the other storylines from Week 13 across the entire NFL. Amber and Ian is on ESPN Radio. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Aaron Goldhammer once famously said... Why don't the Cincinnati Bengals have a better backup quarterback? And since he made that statement, Browning has gone 17 of 19 for 178 yards. <laughs> Cincinnati fans, you're welcome. I inspired him, bulletin board material, and I'm taking all the credit. <laughs> oh, excellent song by Luke Combs, a cover of Fast Car. That was the theme that Goldhammer uncovered tonight Rachel Robinson our associate producer she does a show within a show and the theme of the music tonight was covers famous covers uh the songs that were not originally written by the artist but became became extra famous uh because of them so Luke Holmes right now 
in that category. Let's find out who's in the category around the National Football League of games that we haven't gotten to talk about enough yet. The football season never ends with Amber and Ian. Turn it up and down. Turn it up and down. This is the Hurry Up. Chargers 6, Patriots 0. The game that all of us were glued to, Aaron Goldhammer, we couldn't look away. The Chargers, they cover the spread, beating the Patriots 6-zip. They covered the 5.5, kicking two field goals. Um, the final score of this game is hilarious. Of course, it reminds everybody of a what a baseball game, a lacrosse match, not a football game. But I think my biggest takeaway here is that uh, both of these coaches need to be gone, that they both need to get fired, and that really uh, it's, a, it's a time that none of us ever want to – Bailey Zappi is one of the worst – but what is wrong with Justin Herbert does not look right to me at all. I think what's wrong with Justin Herbert is Brandon Staley. I think that's what we all know about Justin Herbert. Uh, Bailey Zappi, I, I have got no answers for you. I've got no answers with the Mac Jones experience either. There's no answers there right now in New England, except for turning their attention to April in the NBA draft. I tend to agree with you. I'm guessing both these diff- teams are going to look quite different in terms of the coaching staffs next season. Let's move it along. Cardinals 24, Steelers 10. So this game a little bit more interesting here. Uh, 24 to 10, the Cardinals get a dub, a three-win Cardinals team, Goldhammer. But the Steelers team, I think, has been the more interesting team this season. Yeah, well, the, I think the Steelers have been the luckiest team in the NFL this year. They're, you know, they had all those games where they got out gained, but still won. And I think now, Amber, their luck is catching up with them. Their quarterback had surgery today. That's yep, never a good surgery. sentence. And now they're going to have to go to Mitchell Trubisky. And I'm starting to wonder. I know their schedule's pretty easy moving forward. They have Tomlin and a good defense. But I don't think they're one of the seven best teams in the AFC, and they might make it, but I, I don't know that they're really deserving of making the playoffs after they get blown out against the Cardinals at home. Eye-opening performance for Pittsburgh. As much credit as we always give them, because Mike Tomlin seems to always figure out a way, even when it's a bit unfathomable, it does feel like it's all catching up to them now. They are squarely still, if the season ended today, they are very squarely in the postseason. Uh, It feels like a bit of a Bobo season so far for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think anybody believes they're actually getting anything done in the postseason. It's more like, okay, it will be another successful season if he has a winning record. And that's what I guess you're rooting for at this point. If you're a Steelers fan moving along. Colts 31, Titans 28. The Indianapolis Colts are sitting at 7-5. and five. The Tennessee Titans, 4-8. Uh, and eight. The Gardner-Minshew game yes. was the story of this one. 26-42, 312 yards, and a couple tutties. How the did, mustache is back. How did no one go into the season with Gardner-Minshew as their starting quarterback? Amber, he's 7-3 and three as a starter this year. Mm-hmm. And you can do better than Gardner-Minshew, obviously. But Amber, you can do a lot worse than Gardner-Minshew as your starter. That's true. You can do a lot worse than Gardner Minshew as your starter. Uh, Indy 
probably feeling pretty good that they didn't put all their eggs in the AR basket, that they did have a solid plan. There's a lot of other teams around the National Football League that could have used a far more solid plan at backup. I don't know why teams seem to have such a hard time with this. I guess it's hard to find quality backups because otherwise those guys would be starting. But you're absolutely right. Gardner Minshew, one of those quality backups, has a strong argument to be made that he could be starting. Certainly better than some of these starting quarterbacks across the National Football League. What's up next? Texans 22, Broncos 17. So this game didn't go as I expected because I felt like the Broncos were on a tear and things were turning around and they were on a five-game winning streak and Sean Payton and Russell Wilson had figured it out. And then the Texans that I keep thinking are going to come back down to earth because they're just so far ahead of schedule. And apparently they're just not. Like this is just what the Texans are going to do. The defense that D'Amico, and I know D'Amico Ryan's obviously defense, right? Shouldn't be shocking here. But man, that Texans defense is so much better than I thought they were going to be. We spent so much time on C.J. Stroud. It ain't just C.J. Stroud out there playing for Houston. And actually, I think that the offensive rookie of the year and the defensive rookie of the year for the second consecutive season, Amber, might go on the same team. Last year was the Jets with Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner. Mm-hmm. This year, I think it could be the Texans with C.J. Stroud, who's got it locked up, and Will Anderson, who played a great game yesterday in this game for Houston. Their defense is much improved. I think Denver lost their identity in the midst of this game. They were a play-tough defense, run the ball don't let Russ try to be a hero type of team. He threw three interceptions in the final 16 minutes of the game, including one on basically a Hail Mary from the eight-yard line on the final play. I didn't like the way the Broncos handled kind of a chaotic final minute when they really had a chance to score the go-ahead touchdown. I think ultimately it cost them the playoffs, and I think Houston and the coach of the year, D'Amico Ryans, is going to be above the playoff line at the end of the season. A truly incredible story. They're right there on the bubble right Right now, they are sitting at eighth. The Broncos sitting just behind them at ninth. The Texans seven and five. The Broncos at 500 at six and six. It was a wild game. It was a wild ending. But you're right. Could be a very, very costly one for the Denver Broncos. Next. Lions 33. Saints 28. I I thought... I have not been in on the Saints for, frankly, the last couple of years when everybody thinks that they're going to get their stuff together and they don't seem to ever get it together. And people thought Derek Carr was going to be the answer. And Derek Carr, I mean, he's he gets knocked out every single game uh, for New Orleans. Everybody's all in on the Lions, and I've been slower to come around on them. Obviously, the Lions just keep notching wins in the win-loss column. Hasn't been easy, though, the last couple weeks here for the Lions. This was another not easy one, but certainly they get the dub where it matters the most. The Lions are sitting at 9-3. and three. Uh, The Lions have a really good offense and a really good offensive coordinator who's going to be a head coach in the NFL somewhere, definitely Ben Johnson next year. I question the Lions' defense. I think they are in the second tier of the NFC teams. I think Philly and San Fran are the first tier, and I think Dallas and Detroit are a notch below. I would be surprised if the Lions went to the championship game, but I would also be surprised if they didn't win a playoff game. And I think New Orleans needs a new head coach. Put them on that list of teams that I think could really replace the guy they have in charge of Dennis Allen. I think they could do a lot better than that. Maybe Ben Johnson should be their coach next year. Yeah, I have a hard time at this point if I'm the New Orleans Saints continuing on with Dennis Allen. Heck of a coordinator there. Maybe not in terms of head no coaching. Shame in that. Yeah. There's no shame in that. We got to stop expecting that all these coordinators are necessarily going to pan out. But you're right. Those coordinators in Detroit, I think maybe both of them are going to be wearing uh, head coaching shirts next season. Let's move it along. Buccaneers 21, Panthers 18. 
The game you were glued to, I'm sure. Here, Bucks, Panthers. Here, here's what I was very into in this game. Everybody believes in this interim coach bump that when the interim coach takes over, you always win the following week. I said only, Carolina it only lasts is for one game though. <laughs> I said Carolina is so bad that not even the interim coach bump will apply to them. And despite all my friends going on ESPN bet and hammering the Carolina money line here, I said, do not do it. And lo and behold, there David Tepper was sitting up in that suite looking all sour again. And Chris Tabor couldn't get it done. So the interim coach bump, I'm doing a corollary to it. Always bet it on ESPN bet, except for when the Carolina Panthers are involved. Yeah, uh, the Carolina Panthers, I mean, just... So rough for them because it's not even like they can look forward and be like, well, but at least we're going to have the number one overall pick, you know, because we're oh so bad because that's going to Chicago. So they don't even have that to hang their hats on right now. The Bucks certainly still alive in the division. I mean, nobody cared about this divisional matchup, but that division is the story of uh, who won, who feels like bothering to win it. <laughs> that's who's going to be standing at the end of the season in that division right now. The Bucks on the outside looking in, they are sitting at 10th in the NFC at five and seven. What's up next? 49ers 42, Eagles 19. Now we're talking. Now it's a good game. It wasn't all terrible games yesterday in the National Football League, Goldhammer. Now this wasn't necessarily a good game if you were an Eagles fan, and maybe not even a good game if you bothered to uh, watch that game past the first half, but at least it was two very good teams going at it. The problem was the 49ers absolutely manhandled Philadelphia by the end of this thing, despite Philadelphia's security guard trying to get in the mix, despite the officials trying to get in the mix. Big Dom. He, he didn't get it done there for Philadelphia. Uh, it gave them an initial bump there. They did score right after Big Dom got ejected. But alas, the 49ers were not scurred. They went on to win this thing. 42 look, look B- Big Dom dollars. might be fired from the Eagles, but I might hire him to be my own personal bodyguard because I think he could take care of business. I, I thought that this got personal for San Francisco because... I think they realized that they really should have been the Super Bowl team from the NFC last year, and the fluke injuries to their quarterbacks really crushed their chances in that championship game. And so I think they had a little extra motivation, not just to win this game, but to win it going away. They had much more rest and more focus. They look like the fresher team. And I don't know that this outcome is really going to matter much if these two teams end up facing later on down the road in the NFC championship, Amber. I have been down on the Eagles all season long. Now, it's becoming a bit of a bit for me almost. Maybe I'm leaning into it too hard. But my problem with the Eagles is kind of like the Vikings last season where so many of these games have been close wins. The dominance factor hasn't been there. There's been a lot of moments where I feel like the officials are involved or they are skating by here and there. And then they ran into a buzzsaw yesterday for a team that, frankly, is just so talented all over the field if, in fact, they are healthy. We saw what it looks like when some of their key pieces are missing. It looks completely different, but that's true for most of the teams in the National Football League. This will come down to whether San Francisco can stay healthy once again once we're in a postseason. Next. Rams 36, Browns 19. 36-19, you're in Cleveland. The, pack, was, uh, the Browns got, got hammered. The Rams is still still alive. Okay, right okay the but the, the final score of this game is misleading. It was a one-point game with six minutes to go, and the Browns That's took true. over when Joe Flacco threw a bad interception. But, Amber, Joe Flacco, 38 off the street, looked like the best quarterback the Browns have had all year. 
And so even <laughs> though they happened to lose this game, I was almost encouraged a little bit by the direction that they're headed trying to make the playoffs because they got some really competent quarterback play. Meanwhile, Sean McVay is just really good. I know it's not fun to like say anymore or reiterate. Or When Matthew Stafford's healthy and Sean McVay is coaching the Rams, they're probably a playoff team in the NFC. The Rams right now, like I said, just sitting just on the outside uh, looking in. They are sitting at eight. That's because the Packers won yesterday against the Chiefs. We'll get to that game in just a moment. But Joe Flacco, 254 yards, a couple touchdowns, 23 of 44. The Browns desperately need a quarterback. I guess the guy off the street in his late 30s is going to do okay for them for now. Anyways, and finally. Packers 27. Chiefs 19. I know you wanted me to skip it, James, because we're up against the clock, but also mostly because your Kansas City Chiefs loss. I refuse to. This is the opportunity that I get to point out that Green Bay beat your Kansas City Chiefs at Lambeau, even with T Swift in attendance. Yeah, are not are you worried? Not great. Are you worried? Yeah, no, a little bit. It wasn't great. Jordan Love looked great, by the way, in that Defenses. game. I mean, they've won two Super Bowls in the yeah. last four. They got, how, how worried can, can you possibly be? What can you do? I, I think the he story in this game, it, everybody's making it about the Chiefs and about a pass interference call. I think Jordan Love's the story in this game. I think as the year has gone on, he has evolved into what looks like a pretty darn good quarterback. And Amber, the Packers might do this again. They've had 30 years of franchise quarterbacking, and they might have hit on another one in Jordan Love. Uh, Maybe it's because they do it the right way. Maybe we're about to find out that, you know, letting that other guy sit and develop for years behind the future Hall of Famer is a good thing and actually works. They don't take five foot ten guys and throw them right into the full Throw them behind a broken O-line and (laughs) expect him just figure it the, the heck out. In uh-huh. the National Football League, it's crazy how that doesn't always pan out. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe how, how I felt about out. that game would probably be uh, described in this text that I sent Rachel yesterday. So yesterday I was sent. I'm disgusted by this game. If the Chiefs win, in parentheses, they won't. I'll send you some players for them because we have to make like a little players list at the end of Sunday. <laughs> That was my text. Uh, That was was your text. Well, it's in part because you weren't able to shut down Jordan Love. He was 25 of 36, 267 yards, three touchdowns yesterday. But James is acting like we're supposed to feel bad. Lots of injuries on defense. They're the lovable losers. Your your wallet's too small for your 50s and your diamond shoes are too tight. And listen, I've been, what a great couple of years it's been with them, like the past five years. Never could have expected it. I'm grateful for what I have. Rachel, five years. Don't let him send you a salty text for five years after they've won this couple I'm allowed to be. No. I'm allowed to be mad. I'm a Panthers fan, so I feel no sympathy for him at all. Not asking for sympathy, but I'm allowed to like be mad that they're losing. Are we at the point where we feel any sympathy for Patriots fans? Because I still don't. Nope. All right, not listen. Years if, now. Twenty listen, years. So, come on, I, it's, it's twenty been more five. years. Yeah, Call twenty more years. Decades. We can talk. Yeah, yep. co- couple uh, decades. Break. Then we can have that conversation. Coming up next, we already did a list of the NFL top five teams, but there was another list in question before the show started. One that Aaron Goldhammer is very interested in and is quite personal. That's next. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, 
everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. The stretch here on Amber and Ian. Aaron Goldhammer's been hanging out tonight, filling the shoes for Ian Fitzsimmons, who we hope feels better at Hammer Nation 19. If you've loved his work, that's how you find him at Amber W Sports. That's how you find me. Amber and Ian's presented by Progressive Insurance. Rachel's setting the mood before she's building you up, Aaron, before I let you down. Because somehow we got into a conversation before the show. I don't know how this happened where Goldhammer asked because he got the call tonight last second for Ian because Ian's out sick. And so Goldhammer, I guess it had occurred to Goldhammer for the first time, like, hey, how do the fill-ins on Amber and Ian work? You know, like when do like where am I in the pecking order? Yes. That I get the call. Like right? was so I you like started the asking fifth guy you called or was I guy like the first guy you called? I just want to know. Why is it got to like, be a guy? Where? No, no, no. Like like by guy, I mean like person. You, you know what? You know what I'm saying? Obviously, I'm you'd rather have Courtney Cronin or any of our other uh, women hosts. You'd prefer to me, but I just want to know where I stood in the pecking order. So I was led to believe that there is a very explicit list of who (laughs) you prefer and in what order. And I was fascinated to hear exactly what it does. So, Amber, I turn the microphone back over to you. Who is in this list and in what order? And do you have like Stephen A? Are they like up at the top because like, but and then you figure that they're just always going to say no because they have more important things to be doing. I I think Greeny and Stephen A would have to know who Amber Wilson is before they even are on the list. So I I I think that that would be step number one. I'm still working my way up to Mike Greenberg and Stephen A. Smith knowing who I am. However, although I filled in on their shows like a million times but yes. nevertheless so i'm sure uh, they know who you are but other than they're that, probably yeah. on vacation and doing better things than like watching the fill-in on their show um nevertheless i don't think those guys are available so neither of those guys have made the cut it's nothing personal greeny and Stephen a if okay. you were tuning in there is a list i will admit to the existence of a list because what happened when i got this show with Ian Fitzsimmons, Ian Fitzsimmons, ESPN radio legend around these parts. And of course, he does college games for us. He does NFL games for us. This man works around the clock nonstop for us here at ESPN radio. And yeah. so he ends up being out during football season a uh-huh. lot. Normally every single Friday, a lot of Thursdays as well, of course, because he's working the games. So there was going to be a lot of fill-ins on this show to fill his shoes. Are, are, and I you, said, you're, hey, you're putting this how off. does Everybody that work? understands that sometimes Ian is on vacation. Give me the list. We're running out this of time. This is word salad, so she doesn't have I to know, give you a list. Yeah. I want to know where I stand. This Obviously, is lawyer so, Amber so, right so, now. So, so Our look, bosses th- asked for a list. They said, okay, who are your preferred fill-ins? Give us a list. We will take it from that list. And you are sitting here, Aaron Goldhammer, so clearly... You have made the cut. You're welcome. Congratulations. Uh, okay, okay, but where the on the list am I? Like, was I, how many people were called before me? So tonight, well, tonight, tonight, uh, Mike here in August says you were the first call. 
So. Look at that. First on the list. You Look were, at that. Tonight, tonight, you were the All first call. All that says is that Mike didn't feel guilty about asking me on about three hours' notice to step in and do the show. I don't Correct. know if that means yes. that I'm the number one most preferred <laughs> fill-in. Who that is could the be number most one? reliable or dependable, maybe? Most There's available. People, most available is part of the <laughs> part of this equation there are some people on this list that i have that aren't even an option to be a fill-in anymore on this list so that bumps your numbers up right there's people on this list that that aren't even i don't think technically at espn am i a top top two am i a top two fill-in yes or no do you have an nba trophy no well then i I have a model un trophy you can be does that help me out? I mean, Norris Cole is a couple, like, he won a couple NBA championships for the Miami Heat. Jonathan Zaslow has a couple of Miami championship rings with the Miami Heat. What's Aaron Goldhammer bringing to the table? Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. That's it, come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu.